Welcome to the 710 Postscript Podcast. 710 is a family of young adults committed to following Jesus, serving one another, and kingdom living for the good of our city. My name is Lish. And my name is Jade. We are your co-hosts. Join us for this first season as we laugh and talk about practical ways to live out what we are learning. Oh, and P.S., don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 710, we're back. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Postscript. I am here once again with my co-host, Jade. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks, Lish. Good. (laughs) And we recently finished up our family series a while back. Um, We've also been talking about now what it looks like to follow Jesus as a disciple or apprentice. Um, So today we have a special guest on our podcast for another interview. Um, We've had quite a few interviews from people in our 710 family, but we also really wanted to look outside of just our community um, to other people in the redemption body um, that God's just been working through and doing things through. So today we have Holly Butler, who is from Redemption Tempe. Holly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. We're so glad to have you. Uh, I've I've been super excited for this podcast. It's going to be great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, as usual, we're going to start off with our would you rather questions. So I'm going to turn it over to Jade for those. Okay, so Holly, would you rather go vegan for a month or only eat meat and dairy for a month? Oh, that's easy. Vegan. Oh. Yeah. Okay, why? Um, Meat and dairy only? I would be sick after a day of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. No. Yeah. That's fair. I think I would do vegan too. I think I also would do vegan. Yeah. 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 It's only for a month. <laughs> for a month. Yeah. You'd probably feel better. Yeah. I would feel better. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> we'll do it together. Okay. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie ever again? Oh, social media. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. have a social? No. <laughs> I don't. I was going to say, wait. <laughs> I know. It's like almost not a fair question. Yeah. But. Yeah. I I would probably say the same thing, too. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, would you rather give up brushing your hair or give up brushing your teeth? Ooh, man. Stinky breath or ratty hair? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I would would say hair. Yeah. That's hard, though. Yeah. I would agree because I... This is maybe also an unfair question. I don't brush my hair like every day. I don't Mm. have to. Oh, so I go, well, I guess I could give up brushing my hair. Yeah. I I have the kind of hair that has to be brushed. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just have like one big like lock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's good. Well, thanks for sharing, Holly. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we're going to jump in. So, Holly, I'm sure that probably most people in our ministry don't really know you Mm -hmm. at all. Um, They're probably like, Holly Butler, who is that? Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you share with us just some things about you? Maybe start with your background, your childhood, Mm -hmm. um, just really who is Holly Butler? Yeah. So I was actually born in San Diego and my family moved to Vancouver, Washington, when I was six years old, because my dad found work in Portland. So 
Portland and Vancouver are linked by a bridge mm. um, over the Columbia River. So we lived in Vancouver, and I grew up there. And then I moved to Portland when I was 25 and became a Christian at that time. So I started going to church and immediately met the person who I was going to marry, Josh. And we um, got married a year later and ministered together at our church in Portland, which was a Mago Day community. And we were there. I was there for 15 years and Josh was there for about 17, 18 years. And then we were done there and we moved here three years ago. Oh. And now we're here. And we both uh, are doing ministry at Redemption Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. It's been such a uh-huh. blessing having, I mean, I know Josh has come and spoke in 710 a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the 710 team has done some things with you, Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's been a blessing having you guys come and be here. Yeah. A part of our Thank community you. Now. We love it here. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. Did you, no, it's interesting because you said your family moved to Vancouver because Vancouver and Portland were connected by a bridge. Is there a reason why they didn't just move to Portland? Yes. So at the time, Vancouver is just a way cheaper place to live. Gotcha. And we were already, I mean, really, I my early years were in poverty. So it was like, whatever was the cheapest place to live, where he could still get to work, that's where we lived. Gotcha. That was, Vancouver was very working class um, at that time. It's not so much anymore. It's it's like a booming city in its own right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, and did you grow up, are your was your family Christian? Did you grow up in a Christian household? Or what did that look like for you? Yeah, so my parents became Christians when I was right around the time we moved, I think. And we went to a Baptist church that I remember going to. Um, I cannot tell you a thing about it. I don't really feel like I, I like heard the gospel. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, uh, it didn't take hold in my life. And, and I watched my parents struggle. I mean, it was, you know, they were trying to, their best to follow God, but it was hard. Mm. I mean, there were, there were just a lot of problems. So I really, you know, once I got my driver's license, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and they just kind of let me go. Mm. So I, but those, you know, those years, um, late high school into college were my most miserable, like, lonely kind of destroy you know I just just destroyed my life basically Mm. in those years and hit the bottom which is often where we find Jesus right so that happened (laughs) and I you know immediately started going to church and it changed my whole entire life Mm. very quickly drastic change yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it was just one day? I, I'm kind of thinking of Kendrick's story and how he was like, all right, one day I'm just, I just felt like I, mm-hmm. I have to go to church. Mm-hmm. Did you have that same feeling when you were at your rock bottom? It was just like, yeah. I have to go to church. Or do you feel like it was a slow build into it? Yeah, it was pretty instant. It was like, there was one day that I was like, I am going to follow Jesus. I'm going to try this out. And I felt like what he was saying to me is you can have a life of joy and peace Mm. if you want it. I'm offering it to you. And it doesn't mean your life will be easy, but you can like handle it, right? So I was like, yes, I I want that. I'm going to try this out. And it 
and I did. And I'm so glad I did. And I never looked back. Yeah. Mm. Very grateful. Did you have people in your life at that time that were talking to you and like trying to help you in your walk with Jesus? Or Mm -hmm. was it just you kind of like trying to figure that out through everything else going on? Yeah, actually at work, at the time I worked at a hospital, I was living in McMinnville, Oregon, which is like kind of wine country, about an hour outside of Portland. And I was working in administration. Um, I had a coworker who was Seventh-day Adventist, and then there was a cancer patient who I saw regularly because I would check her in, and I would always see her at the front desk. And she was some kind of uh, Christian, I think actually uh, reformed now that I think about it, Christian. Um, and they were both the can- my cancer patient friend, whose name was Joni, and my coworker, whose name was Jackie, were both, so cancer, and then my coworker was recovering from breast cancer and going through all the reconstructive surgery and all that, and mm. I was watching her do all this, and both of them always had a smile on their face. They were full of joy, despite their circumstances, and attribute it to Jesus regularly. They weren't shy about it at all. And they both knew about my life. I shared pretty openly just my, you know, my life. I was living with a a boyfriend and I was just like so miserable. I would show up to work with hangovers like all the time. I would sleep on my lunch break in the car because I was like such a wreck. And I just felt like they loved me even though I was kind of a wreck and there was like no judgment, just love and acceptance Mm. and warmth, you know? So I saw them living out their faith and that was really what made me want it and want to try it for myself. Mm. Yeah. That's really great. Mm -hmm. That's really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Just briefly, um, because we love to ask these questions, maybe share a little bit of how you actually met Josh Uh and what that process looked like. Yes. Yeah. So actually, my my first Sunday to church, my sister-in-law is the one who invited me because I told her, I'm going to try to follow Jesus. She was like, come to my church, Mago Day. <laughs> and I show up, I, I choose a seat, and the seat that I chose happened to be right next to the, where Josh Butler was sitting. And I noticed him, and he he went up to the front to make some kind of announcement about something. And he was sitting at the soundboard, which is kind of weird to imagine this, but it was like right in the middle of where people sat. So mm. like I could sit next to it and he was sitting there. Anyway, he went up to the front to make the announcement and I felt the Holy Spirit give me this nudge of like, he's the one. What? And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like this, is, no, because I, I had just left this terrible five-year relationship. Mm. It was like a horrible experience. And I was kind of thinking that maybe I wanted to be a nun or, you know, but I didn't understand anything. So I was in the wrong kind of church for that even. But uh, jumping back into another relationship was not on my list of things to do. And I just was like, no. (laughs) So, yeah, so I avoided him. And then I started volunteering at our church office. And, of course, his little work cubicle was right across from where my little volunteer desk was, of course. (laughs) So, you know, we got to know each other that way. And he was always, like, inviting me to stuff. And I was like, no, I can't go and would make stuff up of why I couldn't go because I was scared of him. Um, But eventually uh, we just 
through being at church together and getting to know him, I was like, he's really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like the nicest guy. And I can't, I just can't say no anymore. So, and I really feel like looking back, God gave me that assurance right away because I was so scared. And I, I wouldn't have pursued that on my own for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. How I long did, that. I know that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. How long did you guys date and when did you get married? We dated about five months. Then we were engaged for like six or so. So like dating engaged for about a year. And then um, we married in 2006. So I guess, what would that be? 15 years or so married? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's so, I love that. That's very special. And I also love you mentioning like you were scared. I feel like I hear that a lot, even with our seven, 10 young adult women, like they're scared to get into relationships or like if there's a nice guy you know and you're like eh. and it's like that's cool that you know even you got that little nudge and was like hey and it, and it was like a progression of time like mm-hmm. of reassurance of getting to know someone and being like oh okay everything's you know gonna be good yeah yeah oh that's great I love that yeah. <laughs> good well one of the main reasons that we asked you to come and be on our podcast today is because we really want to talk about um, giftings mm-hmm. and specifically the giftings that you have in mm-hmm. prayer. Um, one of the last messages that we did or Corey did in our family series was talking about spiritual gifts. How do we encourage each other in our spiritual gifts? The fact that we need them in the body, everybody's gifts are important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talk to us about just your gifting, how you, how God revealed that to you. Um, yeah, just kind of what that looks like Mm. in your life. Yeah. So I think early on in my faith following Jesus, well, first of all, right away, I joined this prayer group at my church and it was run by this woman, Bev, who mentored me for a long time. I, I got to give props to her. She, ran this little prayer group and you know prayer groups are always like really small so there was like (laughs) five of us for like years we met together just the five of us and it grew like by a couple here and there but I I felt like that was probably a normal part of like this is what you do when you follow Jesus Mm -hmm. and I think just because I started doing it right away I felt like this was like normal but then I quickly realized like oh most people don't actually do this <laughs> but I love I loved it like right away I just felt like oh this is it like this is so fun to meet and pray together and listen to God and and then to pray and see like all the things that we were praying for even sometimes things that would take years and years and we met for we did meet for years and years I stuck with that group and to see God like move in those prayers mm. in different ways and even Like we would ask, basically like, I feel like what I learned is like, okay, slow down, ask God what he wants to do and then join that way in prayer. Cause I think I started with like just all of my requests, right? Like, like I want things to go this way. Like God, could you do this? And then as I began to see him answer these things in like different ways than I had prayed, I was like, oh, he's actually doing it this way. So maybe... And then just through reading scripture and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that lines up with scripture, too. You know, it's like pray in the will of God. So just taking the time to even ask what that is was just like a really fun process for me. Um, And then I think just through that practice of that little prayer group, starting to realize like, oh, gosh, when I pray, um, people seem to be getting healed when I pray. 
for that and or feeling like God would give me like knowledge that I wouldn't have had otherwise mm-hmm. about people. And then just through the discovery process of like, oh, that's like called the words of knowledge, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and just like the gifts of faith and discernment. They're called the power gifts in, you know, some circles. That's kind of what they're called. So I discovered I kind of have like the weird category of gifts that like Bible churches don't really recognize. Mm. So I always felt like a little out of place that way. Sometimes I still feel a little out of place, but um, yeah. So that would be some of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh Um, So I'm, I'm just guessing, I'm assuming for a lot of people listening to the podcast that they might not even know there's a lot of different types of prayer. And even like you were saying, I'm sure a lot of Bible teachers maybe don't talk about that. Um, so if you can explain mm-hmm. to us like different types of prayer that either you've engaged in or that you've learned about. Um. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that early group that I w- was a part of, I would consider that more of like an intercessory kind of prayer of petitioning to God on behalf of other people and of course for ourselves as well. And then you know, not, not too far down the road, I started realizing like, oh, there's like this other category of like healing prayer. And I was really interested in that. So I started learning about that and like how God works in, in that. Mm. And even that healing is, is more than just physical, that it's emotional. And then there's the spiritual side of that, which you could call that like deliverance kind of prayer. And yeah, so there's like all of that kind of prayer. And then uh, there's like liturgy, so like liturgical prayers, which I, that's kind of what I'm into these days. I like really love the liturgical prayers, like from the Catholic Church, you know, those like really, really old prayers that the saints have written and we've, and they've been recited for, year, you know, hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years in some cases, over a thousand. Um, I love the like d- deep, rich history of those. And gosh, what else? Um, yeah, those might be a few that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. What's a lethargical? Oh, liturgical. Liturgical. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, liturgical. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so uh, that would be like Catholic or Anglican or. Um, even like Episcopalian, like they, they operate more out of, um, they would call it like the liturgy. So it's more of like a set, uh, a pre set of prayers and, and they're all prayed like over the whole world. Like they, like they follow a church calendar. So like in the Catholic church, the Catholic churches all around the world are praying the same exact prayers every single Sunday. And, um, whereas like, you know, in our church, for example, it's more of like, ah, let's just like think of something this week that we're going to do, you know, like, oh, maybe we could do, read this scripture or no, they have like set scriptures that they read, you know, set prayers, these hundreds of years old prayers, that kind of thing. Okay. So almost, I mean, I, I kind of think of like how we would say the, the Lord's prayer maybe. Yes. The Lord's prayer. Exactly. Like that. And then just continue Mm -hmm. to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the Lord's Prayer would be one for sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Something that I thought was interesting, because um, Jane and I, we kind of talked about this when we did our podcast on spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. was trying to like discern, okay, what is my spiritual gift? And we talked mm. about trying things. And I think Corey maybe even mentioned this as well in his sermon of like when something comes naturally mm-hmm. to you. Um, and I love how you said that from the very beginning, prayer was something that you just really loved to do. You mm-hmm. loved being a part of your prayer group. Um, it was something that excited you and it's it sounds like just came very naturally to mm-hmm. you um but was there ever a time where prayer didn't come naturally or you struggled um just in having those gifts and maybe I don't know not knowing what to do with them or how to use them oh gosh yeah actually so prophecy is the one that comes to mind and that threw me for a loop for a long time because I had never heard any teaching on it. And I have a pretty strong prophetic gift. So I felt a lot of confusion over it for many years because I feel like God would show me things about people or and it would seem obvious to me. So I think people mm-hmm. with that gift like are seeing things that seem obvious to them, but not to the people around them, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think one of the the tough spots of that gift too, if you don't have good teaching on it, is it can quickly veer into judgmental territory where you're like seeing negative things about people. And I just didn't know what to do with that. So Mm. I was like confronting people and it would go really badly, you know, because I'm like, (laughs) I'm seeing this thing and you need to like get right with God, you know, but not saying it in a very good way. I know it's like so embarrassing to look back on some of those. Um, And once I realized like, oh, the, I'm, I have this gift that I've never been discipled in. Mm. So once I started investigating it, I actually teach on it myself now because I'm like, oh, this is like for people who have this, it's like so, it can be such a struggle. Like, what do I do with these things that God is showing me and telling me? And, you know, so learning how to do that well and lots of things are not to share. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of things are just to pray about. <laughs> to yourself (laughs) so yeah oh okay that is so I'm I'm just thinking about how I grew up in you know I grew up in a Baptist church and coming here it was kind of like a transition and I sometimes like to think about what each each church kind of like put forward so I think it's cool that you're taking on like this I noticed this in the church and like this is what, you know, I want to start having in, you do this at Redemption Mm -hmm. Tempe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like filling in a gap maybe that, you know, wasn't there for people who do have these giftings because people do need, people do need discipleship and, you know, they need people who God has gifted and that to kind of lead them. Cause I feel like, I think some people are good at leading or like if you're, you said you investigated, you were like, all right, I'm going to do this. But I think Mm -hmm. people can get discouraged if they feel something and then they're like, oh, well, there's no one to kind of help me through this. And then it just, um, I think maybe it gets like put on the back burner Mm -hmm. and then it never grows. And so, yes, I think it's really great that you're doing that. Yeah. And I love to help people like develop and understand what they're experiencing Mm. through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are some things um, at Tempe that you're doing either like ministries or teachings? Like what are some things that you are doing or have done at Tempe um, or even I guess it could be outside of Tempe as well. Um, if you've ever like 
traveled and spoke or just different mm-hmm. things that you've done um, when it comes to mm-hmm. like prayer and teaching on those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do teach on the gifts of the spirit. I teach on healing and deliverance, prayer, um, prophecy is is a big one that I get asked to do a lot. Um, what else? I feel like maybe something called listening prayer is has been a thing lately <laughs> that people have been asking me about. And I really enjoy leading people in that process of like, discovering hearing God's voice for themselves and just facilitating that process I think is really really fun and um yeah I think currently too we I mean we just started doing this at Tempe but something called renewal nights and I've been asked to do the teaching for those renewal nights so it's like prayer and worship and I mean we just started it but the first one we did on healing but we, we chose to focus more on like the emotional side of healing mm. because we feel like that's really what people are struggling with in mm. this current cultural moment, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, all the craziness. And uh, we're going to focus on forgiveness for this, this coming renewal night because what happened out of that like emotional healing that people were experiencing is like, wow, actually there's a lot of broken relationships Mm. wound up around all of this stuff. And what do we do with that? So having some good teaching on, and forgiveness is just, it's a huge barrier. If you're holding on to that, like unforgiveness, it's a huge barrier to your relationships, um, your relationship with God. It's a block to hearing God. And, and um, yeah, it's just like a really unfulfilling way to live. (laughs) And then we're planning on doing like some teaching on prophecy and uh, dealing with spiritual warfare and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's exciting. Uh huh. That's great. It's fun. Um, also, we Jade and I um, we talked about this with you several weeks ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're in seminary, yes. Currently, um, talk to us a little bit about like just what led you to join seminary what seminary you're a part of um yeah what that looks like right now so seminary yes so I'm going to western seminary and I I chose western because an old friend of mine Gary Brashears uh he just it's my relationship with him he's been a professor there for decades and really he's been after me (laughs) to join his cohort for (laughs) quite a few years And I, yeah, I, you know, I've said no a few times, probably the timing wasn't right, but also I didn't feel like qualified. I felt inadequate or like, what good would it do? Mm. You know, like I'm going to spend all these, this money and do these years of study for what reason? You know, I, I'm kind of, I mean, this kind of goes into another topic, but, um, which I don't really know if I want to get into right now. <laughs> but I um, I love studying the Bible. I love theology. I love talking about it. I love like exploring like the parts of it that I don't understand. I want to like figure it out. And I think it will really actually help me in my teaching to understand it better because I've historically just studied the Holy Spirit. So I know a lot about that, but just the broad overview of scripture 
I feel like is kind of missing. Mm. So that that's something I was looking for. And just Gary, um, his name is Gary Brashears. He he has been a champion for me personally and supported me. He gave me my first public speaking opportunity. I spoke at missions conference on prayer like ages ago and he invited me to do that and he's just been always so kind and supportive so that's why I chose to go there yeah yeah and also I started teaching at uh, Fuller Seminary last year I I actually do some spiritual direction work in one of their programs I work with doctorate students and I was like I should probably get some actual qualifications (laughs) for this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I mean, I'm so grateful, very blessed to have that opportunity, but, mm. you know, due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh. When yeah. when do you finish seminary? When do you graduate? How long is the program for? Yeah, it's a three-year program, and I just started it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be there a while. Yeah, okay. three years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, good luck in that. Thank I, you. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. I... Yeah, school can be rewarding and hard and exciting mm-hmm. and all those things. So I'm looking forward to following your seminary journey with you. Um, so moving into the ways that you, what does it look like on um, like a day-to-day basis or even just throughout a day? How do you follow Jesus with your giftings? Like how do you start your day? How do you move through that and kind of follow Jesus in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, that's looked so many different ways over the years. And currently, I, I've i kind of been into the Psalms lately. Mm. I've just felt like an urge to really know them deeply, to be able to use them as prayers. And just seeing Jesus used those as his prayers all the time, I'm like, I should probably do that too. <laughs> like I would benefit from from learning those in a deeper way. So I've been doing that. Um, I also often will start, I'm reading about the saints and their life, their lives are so interesting and so encouraging. So I'm, I've been using that as like kind of a devotional of mm. a book of the saints that I'm working through. And, and then, you know, going back to that liturgical prayer, I've been praying something called the divine mercy prayer, which is like one of those old liturgical prayers that is just really beautiful and I have a friend that I've been praying really intensely for for a couple of months maybe longer now and it and it's one of those situations that just feels so like desperate and overwhelming that I find a lot of peace and comfort in like some really ancient words that have already been written down that I can be like take care of this Jesus you know like I'm out of words so Yeah, so I've been doing that, and and I just, I honestly, like, maybe this sounds, maybe this is hard to believe, but I think this is just part of where this gift is just natural to me, but my whole entire day, I'm having a conversation with Jesus, just about everything that's happening, and how to, like, say something, or not say something, or what to do, or help me here, and, um, or just to help me, like, see what's going on around me, to see people, it, it's kind of just like an ongoing thing and it's not like my day is perfect from it. I still like lose my temper at my kids and, you know, but I'm like repenting immediately, you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of letting it go. So, yeah. And then I end, I end the day with other liturgical prayers that I've learned and I do them with, I have a son who has a really hard time like winding down at night. So I just, he's in my bedroom at night and we do it together mm. and 
that's a great way to end the day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're like when you say prayer, like, is it something that you say out loud all the time? Like when you say you're in constant communication, like, Mm -hmm. are you thinking these Mm -hmm. prayers? Are you saying them out loud or like whispering them to yourselves? Do you get on your knees? Like, how does that look? Mm. Yeah, it's it's mostly a conversation in my head, I would say. But when I'm in the car, I can get kind of noisy with it. And I actually, I use worship music a lot as prayers too. I should Mm. probably add that. So in the car, that's like a a pretty big way that I communicate with Jesus. Because depending on what kind of music you're listening to, I I tend to choose things that are where the scriptures are being sung. Mm. And that is like life to me. That's like a really life-giving source of encouragement especially if I'm going into something that's kind of tough or scary or the day just feels like a big challenge. It's like worship music. (laughs) Yeah. What was the last worship song that you listened to? Do you remember? Um, it would have been, what was I listening to in the car on the way here? Um, I don't remember, but I must have been deep in prayer because I actually, I had music on, but I was like, it was like my mind was actually somewhere else. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that happens sometimes. <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah. I know. Seriously. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. That's great. It's just like mm-hmm. the background setting, like setting the stage, you know, like the music yeah. just kind of like, you're not intentionally listening to it, but it's just kind of like setting the stage yeah. for whatever you're praying for. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Ah, yeah. that's cool. Um, you mentioned that you have, well, you at least mentioned a son, but uh-huh. I know you have more than one son. Uh-huh. Um, would you be willing to share just a little bit about your kids and maybe whatever you've seen in them through like your giftings and just, hmm. I don't know, how God is like working in your family and. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The kids are <laughs> are really, they're actually really fun to do prayer stuff with. So mm-hmm. our youngest is seven, Jacob. And then James is eight. He's the one that I pray with at night regularly. And then Aiden is 12. She's our oldest, uh, girl Aiden. And from when they were really little, I would practice listening prayer with them for just any, like any of their little challenges that they were facing they're like little little kid challenges you know stresses at school (laughs) or the things that I hear a lot from them are like um well last night even my son was like mom can you pray with me I okay what do you want to pray about well I need help with listening and I I need help with my friends at school and I need help with math you know (laughs) and I was like okay like so we'll do a little listening prayer you know what is what is God telling you know I'll just do like a straight up just like Jesus help him you know but then like what do you what does God want to say to you about these things mm. that are that you're struggling with? And and Jesus gave him some advice on dealing with friends and um, and he also t- I don't know if this was Jesus or him, but he was mm. like I also feel like I need um, a higher dose of medication, Mom, because <laughs> he's on some medication. He's he has ADHD, and I was like, okay, we'll talk to your doctor about that, you know, <laughs> but. It's just really sweet, and um, and I I I usually sing the uh, the doxology mm. over him when we yeah. pray too. So, ah, that's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Aww. Uh huh. Well, we're gonna kind of wrap up a little bit. Um, but what 
there's just so many people I feel like in 710 right now who are brand new to faith, maybe even still kind of just figuring out like, is this real? Is mm-hmm. this something I want to commit my life to and, and follow Jesus? Just like what you were talking about that moment when you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow, like I'm going to be committed to this. Um, and then you have the people in 710 that are, that have maybe been walking with Jesus for a while um, and just, you know, have more of a story of kind of what that looks like in their life. Um, for both those people, um, mm-hmm. what practical tips or helpful things would you give um, for like the people that are just starting off in their faith and kind of like this prayer thing's weird to me and I, I don't even know like what to do with this. Um, and then maybe the other pendulum of like, people who have just I don't know been doing it for a while mm-hmm. or or maybe even feel how stuck. can they grow yep yeah like how mm-hmm. can they grow what what things would mm-hmm. you say to both those groups of people yeah gosh I think early on to start in this this can be good for long-term followers too if they've never done this but I think it's a really good practice to start journaling mm. your conversations with God and in your scripture reading like taking notes and just being like, Hey God, like, like stopping to listen and, and praying, but also like listening and then writing down what you feel like God might be saying to you. It's a really good way to practice hearing God's voice. It's a safe way to practice it, to write, write it down and then just see what happens. Like was, was this the voice of God and to match it up with scripture and, and that way. But, um, there, there are also long-term followers of Jesus who have never done that practice. And, and it can be really helpful to help with that discernment process. Mm. of Because I, I actually think prayer can be really, really fun. If, if you feel kind of stuck and dry, it might be that you've never engaged with Jesus on that deeper level, that conversational level, mm. you know, where he's like talking back to you. Um, and you, and, and in that process, people often find that Jesus communicates to them in ways that are new or that they didn't think could happen. So something I, some common things that I hear, um, when people are kind of going through this discernment process are that maybe, oh, Jesus actually talks to me in pictures in my mind. Like I get these really cool images of things that he wants me to know or things he might be putting in my mind to like pray for other people, even that kind of thing. Um, also just to try like different ways of engaging with prayers, uh, something that I feel like is super common is people find God when they're moving. So Mm. being out in nature, going on a walk, that's not true for everyone. I think some people need that, like the prayer closet, you know, the, the total quiet and still and like blocking out all of your environment. Um, I certainly know that that's true for some people um I don't think it's possible to have a thriving prayer life without some kind of silence and solitude we we absolutely need it Jesus needed it and often went off to be by himself out in the you know the silence of nature you know wherever he was wandering off to he was by himself spending that time with God and we have we have to do it too I think it's like super important yeah that's my advice Hmm. I I love that you said when you're talking about the journaling and and trying to listen to what God's saying Mm -hmm. to you and then 
comparing that to what God's word says. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think all of us sitting around this table have maybe had experiences where someone has told us like, Oh, God said something to <laughs> us, but it goes against yes. what his word says. And so there's a very like an attitude of wanting to hear from the Lord, but also knowing God is not going to speak to me outside of Mm -hmm. what he's already said in his word. And he's not going to go outside of his character Mm -hmm. or, you know, tell me to do things that go against what he's already very clearly laid out in his word. So thanks for that reminder that that's important to listen, but then also go, okay, is what I'm, what, what I think I'm hearing line up with what God's already told Mm -hmm. me. Yes, in his word. Right. Yeah, which is why it's so important to read scripture so that you know what God is like and you know the kind of things that he would say and his character and yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That is great. Well, I hope that this does not throw you off guard, but since we've been talking about prayer and uh-huh. your giftings in prayer, would you mind closing our podcast today just with a prayer? Maybe Ooh. over 710? Yes. Our community and our young adults. I would love that. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you for 710. Thank you for the leadership of 710. Um, Now that I've met the leadership and interacted with them, I know that your hand is on this ministry Like, what a joyful, humble group of people. Um, God, I pray that you would enable them to do the work, um, to do it with joy and humility, uh, which I have already seen. Lord, help them to stay in that place. God, I pray that those who are being ministered to would would find you, Jesus, in a really deep, intimate way. Lord, that they would experience your presence and your love and be able to receive your love fully. Yeah, Lord, thank you. I do see uh, the just in the, I have this picture in my mind of, of the spirit settling over like a fine mist, like just settling over the leadership and over everyone who walks through the doors, who um, is seeking Jesus. So I pray that blessing over this ministry, that that people would seek and find. And Lord, you say that when there's knocking on the door, you open it and you answer. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing. Bless Elishba and Jade, Lord. Um, Strong women of God who love you. Give them favor. Give them confidence. Lord, thank you for their ministry. Use this podcast to bless everyone around them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Holly, thank you. It's been such a joy. Getting to know you and and then having you on our podcast and yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great blessing. 
Well, 710, we love you guys. Um, As always, you can find us at 710. You can check us out on Instagram or our website, 710.org. But yeah, we would love to meet you guys and talk to you and just hear what God's doing in your life as well. So we're signing off for now, but we'll see you guys later. Yeah, bye. Bye.